0: Deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I like don't be if
1: you know the call for if the wall steps aside. Be not afraid of what you
0: see. Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the griffon street. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shriekcast. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I am your host, Z C.
1: And I'm Liz.
0: And Liz, we're doing things in kind of a reverse order this week. Uh, oh yeah, because because uh, last night we 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 went and saw the beautiful film, uh, <laughs> The Crimes of Grindelwald, uh-huh. and yeah. and we want to we want to give it um a wide <laughs> a wide berth. Uh, we want a long <laughs> runway. I don't know how we want to describe this, but um. We're gonna do our 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 where we normally record a common room at this time. We're gonna be recording our main episode, and then we're gonna be digging into the wonderful film, "The Crimes of Grindelwald." Um, but but as a preview, what give me like a one word review of the film? Ooh, oof. <laughs> oof. Yeah. I guess that's, yeah, that's a word. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oof.
1: It's, it's kind of a kind of a word, a little bit yeah it's, i I'd say that's my my one my one word review i'm I'm like I have my notes in front of me for our our reading our goblet of fire reading this week,
0: mm-hmm. and I'm
1: like looking at it, and the words are like kind of blending together because I'm still oof from the movie yeah. you know what I mean like it's uh-huh. like it's so hard to shift that mental gear i'm like I'm like cranking that <laughs> mental gear backwards uh to try to try to focus on our reading this morning.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I just, I just, I I don't want us to have a hard, a hard time limit, you know, to stop talking about the movie because there's so much. So I figured, I figured we we'd want to want to give it as much time as possible. So uh, with that in mind, I do have some some news here. Um, Some regular non Grindelwald related news. Actually, this one is this one is related. Um, Okay, just just a uh, a a Rotten Tomatoes check in. It is at 45% right (laughs) now
1: oof i I Um, thought it was 44 this morning so i guess some
0: uh someone someone
1: bumped it up a little bit um
0: and i i had to to grab this one so this is kind of interesting we'll talk about it in more detail in the actual movie episode but when we saw it, it was an empty theater um
1: yeah it was about 20 people in the theater
0: yeah and uh and i guess it is a thursday preview so like like you know Maybe people are probably going to be seeing it this weekend because a lot of articles are saying that it's pitched to make a lot of money, um, uh-huh. which I'm not, whatever, like it's a Harry Potter movie. Of course it was going to. I was just curious if like maybe the buzz had been bad, but uh, I had to read this headline from Wired because it's <laughs> really bad. Sure. This is like Bustle level. Uh-huh. Bustle, watch out. The Wired headline editors are coming for you. This is Fantastic Beasts is about to make Wads of cash.
1: Oof. Oof again on that one.
0: (laughs) So there's a little, there's just a little, a little nugget for you.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of right now, like hearing that headline. I have to, I have to hold myself back. Like I can't talk about it. I can't talk (laughs) about crimes of Grindelwald. uh, Keep the secrets. Won't do it. Hashtag
0: protect the secrets. That's right. Uh, Our biggest piece of news, non grindelwald news this week is uh, that the harry potter ar game got announced
1: i forgot they were making this
0: yeah me too i i I, it's one of those things that's been like been in the back of my head for a really long time Mm because i know that they said they were doing it but we'd like we'd seen so little and there was all the um the kerfuffle around uh hogwarts mystery coming out that i I just Mm -hmm. sort of like filed it away i guess
1: yeah i mean people are still excited about pokemon go
0: Really excited about it. Yeah, um, I-
1: I've seen kind of a, a resurgence of interest in Pokemon Go lately.
0: Yeah, it's Pokemon Go is weird because it's it it was such a huge phenomenon for like everybody, and mm-hmm. now the only people who play it are the or not the only people, but the the people who have kept it going are like the absurdly hardcore like raid people. Like, yeah like there yeah. are there are actual raids uh and like really coordinated multiplayer things in it now that like kind of don't interest me at all honestly. Um.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I ended up with it. I, you know, was a big Pokemon fan, so when it came out, I was pretty like I guess I was like medium excited. Um It was, so I was really like, oh, cute. Oh, this could have been the coolest thing ever and I think it is like, pretty cool, but it's definitely just, like, not up my alley as far as gameplay is concerned. Mm-hmm. I it's, I am a, I'm a sit-at-home gamer.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we now have a responsibility, though, to play this one, I guess. Okay, uh, but
1: how far did we get into Hogwarts Mystery? Because I got about a week.
0: Yeah, I got about a week <laughs> as well. Um, uh, we, we, we play this the weekend it comes out, um uh we'll (laughs) go to our sworn
1: duty the weekend the weekend we'll go to
0: target yeah and uh and pointed at stuff i guess it it looks like pokemon go the trailer even is basically the same as that like pokemon go reveal trailer where it you know showed just like all these normal people walking around but then they see a they see a, a pikachu or whatever it's just this but it's like it's a golden snitch they saw it
1: which seems a lot less compelling to me yes. than seeing a pokemon like it kind of it kind of downgrades it like i don't know what you're going to be looking for that's going to be going to be very compelling unless it's like uh you know H- hogwarts uh ar the search for snape
0: <laughs> apparently you're like putting up posters or tearing down posters of like the other team it's 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 very
1: wait is one of the teams going to be like the death eaters
0: i don't know actually like, what, are,
1: what are the teams in harry potter i guess probably houses, houses? right yeah putting maybe up houses? my is... putting up my ravenclaw poster
0: there's there's really not much going on like in the trailer that you can kind of glean mechanics from like the snitch really is the 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 uh the like one like oh that's a harry potter thing uh in in here yeah. Someone now says This immob- is gonna be a immobiles. tough one for me.
1: I yeah. yeah. I, I uh i I guess my experience with Pokemon Go was that I don't like people in public seeing what i'm doing Uh like this is this is a weird me thing right like when i'm in the grocery store and i'm like looking for something i try to like hide it like because i don't because my like worst case scenario is having someone be like can i help you find something right
0: Um, sure this
1: is a me thing for sure but i like went to the park one time to play pokemon go and i was miserable the whole time cuz i was like looking around i was like please don't let anyone see that i'm doing this i was so embarrassed <laughs>
0: so uh, i don't yeah. i have a
1: hard time imagining that this is going to be any better especially because i feel like it's going to be less of a thing like like the pokemon thing was a thing and everyone was doing it and talking about it and like meeting up and and seeing each other for the first week or so i don't think this is going to be the same
0: it, uh, yeah i, po- I think like uh, harry potter and pokemon were both huge in like the late 90s early 2000s like like i get the logic here but pokemon Mm -hmm. has the added bonus of being about little cute critters that everyone loves to see
1: yeah there's like the collection hook right yeah I, i mean that's just a part of it it's like the you know you collect the little guys but in harry potter like what are you getting a snitch? Got the golden snitch. I got Time it. There's find one 10 more.
0: I got a fireball. I don't bolt.
1: know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't it's know. It's a little
0: little harder, I think. And I'm I'm actually surprised that it's not like explicitly Fantastic Beasts themed, and that you have to go find magical creatures. Like like that's maybe even more of like a like this is just Pokemon Go ripoff thing. But one, it's the same company, so I guess they can do whatever they want. And and two, like i don't know like just replace professor elm or who is it no it's not elm who is it whoever the stupid professor in right, go is yeah. pre- replace him with Newt, and he goes um if you in, <laughs> in the park over here i've seen that they've got some blast ended squirts. why don't you go and catch them and like like there you go like there's <laughs> there's your game like why not do it that way around
1: maybe it will be i mean i guess we don't really oh but we know the posters thing
0: yeah there's posters and there's a snitch maybe maybe you have to pick a world cup team and you're just like tearing down Fuck. supporting posters to the other team
1: that's so rude
0: yeah 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 so i guess i guess it's it's out there we'll we'll see when the actual game comes out we we will get our a good hands-on um but uh yeah i'm not, I, not I, will, really. I
1: will play it furtively in the grocery store and then quit <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not uh i'm not predicting this taking off the way uh pokemon go did uh, but maybe who knows um one last item here uh so Tom Felton, our favorite Harry Potter actor,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: is in a YouTube series?
1: Oh yeah, I saw that promoted to me in my in my YouTube recommendations. I think because we watched that great documentary with yeah. uh, his documentary that he made about about fans. Yes. I don't really know why he made it.
0: It was about him. He made a documentary about himself.
1: Fair enough. What's his uh YouTube original about? Well,
0: his YouTube original is called Origin. It's a sci-fi series. It looks like a like when i feel like when i say and when i read the words hair um (laughs) youtube original science fiction series an image kind of pops into my head does it pop into your head because it's exactly that
1: uh the only thing that pops into my head is the series that was like hunger games esque and starred either jake or logan paul i can't remember which i think
0: it was jake paul it might have been that's what i
1: that's what. That's the, exactly the image that pops into my head.
0: Yeah, it looks like that, but it has Tom Felton in a sci-fi hallway instead of a a, low, a, a Paul brother. You um, know, I
1: I hate to say this because this is probably really really controversial. I think that I am more interested in a Jake Paul series than I am
0: a, a Tom, Tom Felton, Felton one. <laughs> Tom, what if? The, okay, um, can when when we get our CW show, yeah. Uh, which Paul do we cast as Draco Malfoy?
1: <laughs> really, both of them are the exact like high school CW archetype because they're. Uh-huh. I guess I don't know how old they are. They're probably like mid twenties, I would assume. Yeah, um, probably Jake Paul. He's run into a little less trouble than than Logan <laughs> lately.
0: <laughs> what if we hire both of them? And so, but like they're both playing him in different scenes, and we just never like draw attention to it
1: just interchangeably like,
0: yeah just interchangeably like one sometimes it's logan sometimes it's jake
1: yeah i think that sounds great i don't really <laughs> want to pay them money
0: no that's true that's so true. that's
1: kind of a bummer
0: hmm. anyway so so tom felton is in this youtube series and the reason i i picked this is because he in an interview about it was asked about the germany ship why i don't who? know who <laughs> well, was someone what
1: hero was doing this interview
0: Uh, The Radio Times asked him about it, apparently.
1: Oh, great. Great.
0: Uh, And he answered, Draco and Hermione, I don't think they're in love, at least not from the books I've read. They did not seem to be a love-hate kind of thing, but I am very familiar with that shipping.
1: Oh, my God. He's so funny. He doesn't know what uh,
0: fandom is.
1: No, that's the thing that I took away from that documentary we watched with him in it is that he is not a fan of anything.
0: Right, like he yeah. Ne- he, he
1: literally never has been.
0: <laughs> he doesn't, like, he's never interacted with, like, a fandom before that, like, wasn't of him, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, it's such a weird answer. Um, yeah,
1: I agree with him, though. Hermione and Draco are definitely not in love in the books.
0: No, absolutely so like, not. It's a really keen
1: observation. Thank not, you,
0: Tom No, Dalton. not in the books, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, oh, well... That's all I've got for news. Um, but uh I guess a very important thing does need to be done since we're not doing a regular common room this week, which is our sure. legacies check-in. And this oh, is maybe yeah. if if you're if you're listening to this and you're you're unsure of what we're talking about, um, check out our Patreon, uh Patreon.com slash streetcast and 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 check out the common room bonus episodes where we have been talking up a storm about CW's new show legacies.
1: God, it's so bad
0: it's so fucking bad but also it is bad in a way that i love way more than the movie we watched yesterday
1: oh yeah 100 percent. i mean yeah uh, this show definitely has some of the same problems um as the movie uh unclear character motivations that's mm-hmm. what i'm going to say but um i'm really rooting for it to, you know kind of kind of getting on his feet and becoming a goofy monster of the week
0: show there was a gargoyle this week it was really cool he he walked around he made an annoying noise by scraping his hand on the walls for a solid two minutes yeah that was pretty good there's there's a the world's biggest dumbass uh <laughs> just a really good show that everyone should be checking out. It is it is about a magical school. This is we we're, we're watching it for a reason. We have a loose excuse to be to be talking about this. It is a, a show about a magical school and in the first episode they make like five references to how they're ripping off Harry Potter uh so yeah
1: it's like a magical school for witches vampires and werewolves and the main character is a witch vampire werewolf hybrid
0: a tribrid excuse me a
1: tribrid is the is the canon uh description um i'd really like to see a tribrid by the end of fantastic beasts the series um so i'm holding out hope for that
0: well we do see a hybrid in the movie so do we oh yeah yeah we do the maid
1: Oh right! Yep. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. that's, just that's a little, a that's the- that's a little yep. sneak sneak preview little, for uh, our yeah. Crimes of Grindelwald uh, uh, episode.
0: Yeah. So so uh, don't see Crimes of Grindelwald. Do watch Legacies on CW. I, I
1: don't know if I can recommend this show in good in good context. <laughs> honestly.
0: Not, yeah. Not in. This is my bad faith recommendation. Watch, watch legacies.
1: Yeah, it's like if you're gonna watch something bad, this is a good, a good choice. I would say.
0: Absolutely. Um, speaking of things that are bad, yeah. shall we go to our reading for this week?
1: Oh, the reading wasn't that bad. No,
0: it wasn't that bad. I just, I, I just couldn't resist <laughs> that, that, one there. It was, you left it hanging. Yeah, it, I was like,
1: yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah, I. I'm extremely medium about this week's reading, which was only one chapter. Uh, yes. and, and the chapter that we read is chapter 18, the weighing of the wands, uh, the weighing of the
0: wands, the
1: weighing of the wands. Um, it's weighing of the wands, the weighing of the wands. weighing
0: of the wands.
1: Uh, I'll go through it real quick, but it's going to be long. Cause kind of a lot happens. Um, we jump back in and it's the day after Harry was selected as champion and he's bummed out. Um Gryffindor is treating him like a hero, which he doesn't like, and then everyone else is is still just pretty mad at him, including Ron, so he's pretty mad at Ron. As he goes down for breakfast, he kind of runs into Hermione, who has some has some breakfast for him that she she brought because she thought that he wouldn't want to be, be around people. So that's pretty nice. And they, they go on a walk around the grounds and Hermione explains to Harry why Ron is mad. And it's because he's jealous and Harry gets everything and it's always him. And he's always the center of attention. Um, she also convinces Harry to send a letter to Sirius about being selected for the triwizard tournament. So they go up to the, the Owlry, um, and he has to tell Hedwig that he can't send a letter with her because someone might follow follow the uh, distinct owl and catch Sirius, but Hedwig gets mad and Harry gets mad again because everyone is so mad at him, even Hedwig. It's a few days later, I think, or maybe even just the next day, and everyone is still giving in the cold shoulder, so we just get a lot of that. It includes the Hufflepuffs and Ravenclaws. Take care of magical creatures. They have that with the Slytherins, and they have to take the the blast-ended scroots for a walk. But Hagrid pulls Harry aside and and tells him that you know he believes him and uh, he supports him. And Harry is super relieved to have someone else on his side. Over the next few days, Harry is just having a pretty bad time and reflects that it's an even worse time than when all the other students thought that he was trying to kill them with the basilisk in the second in the second book we get summoning charms mentioned kind of in passing again, because Harry is so distracted. So he has to have extra charms homework. It's double potions and he has it with the Slytherins and Draco and, and the other Slytherins all have badges that say support Cedric Diggory, the real Hogwarts champion. And then they can press them and then they say Potter stinks. Draco kind of gets into a little fight with Harry and Harry is ignoring him or or like not, not rising to the bait until uh, Draco calls Hermione a mudblood again, and Harry just snaps after everything that's happened this week. And so he pulls out his wand, and Draco and Harry attack each other at the same time. Draco's spell hits Hermione, and Harry's hits Goyle. Goyle gets boils on his nose, and Hermione's feet, or feet, <sighs> That's a that's a weird... A weird slip there that's another uh, fantastic
0: Beasts preview
1: i know it, it just like it it's in my mind i can't get it out uh hermione's teeth grow her her two front teeth uh snape comes out of the classroom he's like what's going on he sends goyle to the hospital wing and then tells hermione the the big mean line where he says i see no difference and hermione runs off crying to the hospital wing because he says that uh ron and harry start cussing snape out Uh, and he gives them both like a week of detention for it in class uh harry's pretty upset but colin creevy interrupts uh near the end or like halfway through the class to say that they need they need harry for the wand the wand weighing ceremony um and and harry hates that because he also says that they need pictures and harry's like that's the last thing i want to hear Harry leaves potions uh, and and gets kind of introduced to the concept of the wand weighing ceremony, which is there to check if the wands are fully functional for the tasks ahead. Rita Skeeter's there. uh, She's a reporter and she pulls Harry into into the broom closet to interview him and, and asks him like leading questions about his background and history and is just being super rude. And she also has a a acid green quill that is like recording things that he's not saying and is is spinning kind of a tabloid esque style story. And he, he gets annoyed, but Dumbledore kind of saves him and and goes in there and pulls Harry out and, and it kind of deflects Rita. Ollivander is there and we get a sequence where we hear what each champion's wand is and that they're all functional and that's, that's the ceremony. And then there's a photo shoot and the cameraman just like keeps trying to pull Fleur forward and into the kind of center of the frame and Rita just keeps wanting Harry highlighted. Harry ends up getting back to the dorm after the ceremony and Ron is still being being a jerk to him but he does have an owl from sirius who is trying to set up a meeting so that they can talk about who might have entered him in the tournament and that is the end of the chapter deep breath
0: whoo who um this is <laughs> so we've talked a couple times about like harry's weird relationship with his friends mm-hmm. um and there's a there's a quick note i made here at the beginning of this when hermione has brought him toast which is a really cute gesture i thought was really nice yeah um and she suggests that they go for a walk and the line that really stuck out to me was good idea harry said gratefully which is really (laughs) because he he doesn't say thank you he just sort of acknowledges good idea (laughs) Good, like ah, I've gratefully not said thank you to to my friend. I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. Is that
1: is that the is that the line that he said gratefully?
0: Yes. Like, or
1: I, because I like this is definitely skipping ahead a little bit. But I have underlined some odd. There's some uh, weird language writing, writing moments. Yeah. Um, the one that really got to me was um, during. I think it was Care of Magical Creatures and Malfoy and Crab and Goyle are there, and the the text says Crab and Goyle guffawed sycophantically. Ugh. Where was yeah. the editor for that line? Ugh.
0: Uh, that's a, I real, hate that's that. a real gnarly one. Yeah. It's
1: so bad. Odd. Don't you it's like I I do feel like this book is not well edited.
0: <laughs> yeah, this this I yeah i i'm 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 so curious i wish i wish that these books like the making of these books and like this is this is such a hindsight thing because obviously e- even when it was big no one could predict like what a like cultural milestone these things would be but i wish we had more documentation of like what it was like the process of writing these and like editing these and everyone involved around it Mm -hmm. Uh, like what they were doing because that would be fascinating
1: yeah Um, it's just it's so weird to see that stuff pop up in this book just because this is the point where she has three novels that she's written and i also feel like they were more well written or at least in their final form were just tighter in their mm -hmm. in their writing and like there are definitely some little things that that i think that i have probably pointed out in the previous books but but seeing stuff like that pop up in this one is really weird and maybe this is just like a personal thing like i personally just didn't like that line but it seems very bizarre to me
0: it's 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 not so much that it's like bad writing like we've i think we've both sort of pointed out some stuff in these books that like there are moments where jk you can you can see her getting like a uh, like a clever little flourish in there Mm -hmm.
1: yeah Um, and i like those a lot yeah like a
0: style like a really like stylish little moment um and this book is just all those i think yeah
1: and it's it's like fatigue from all of them because it's just too much
0: the one that the one that really digs at me in this book that is really driving me crazy that like like only popped up a few times in the previous books like in in key scenes, is that the dialogue in this book has more like points of ellipsis than the badly translated visual novel like
1: <laughs> yeah
0: like everyone is talking her
1: her ellipses for sure
0: yeah everyone is talking like a like a 90s jrpg like it's so weird (sighs) anyway i just wanted like like yeah the the he said gratefully uh is a really interesting one because it's like how do you say something gratefully without saying thank you at all to the person who brought you toast hermione is too good for harry at this point um yeah uh, i
1: i definitely don't mind harry's angst here um, no but it kind of it keeps just like rubbing it in and like i i i like hermione in the scene a lot because they're kind of having their back and forth about ron i do think it's funny that she just like explains what ron's deal is yeah uh, which also i i'm a little bit finding that at odds with her weakness as a character has always been her emotional intelligence, right?
0: Like, like, and all of a
1: sudden she's like there to be like, well, can't you tell that Ron is jealous and, and feels like you're always in the spotlight. So unless there was a scene that we didn't ever see where Ron tells Hermione why he's upset, which I, I feel like didn't happen, especially because Hermione specifically says um, that she thinks that Ron deep down knows that Harry didn't enter so she just has this weird character insight when I think also, like in the last book she just that was her problem right she had no yeah. no idea like what other people were feeling or or yeah. much emotional intelligence to deal with that, so it feels this feels like a gender thing to me. I feel like J.K. Rowling has decided that so they're like growing up, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, Hermione's the emotional, inte- like emotionally intelligent one because she's the girl,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, I uh, yeah, I I I noticed that too, and also, um, this is weird in another sense because Hermione and Ron are also at odds at the moment over speech stuff yeah. like like yeah. he's been absurdly rude to her so I'm surprised that her- Hermione here like it's it, it, like so many things in this book I like this scene like mm-hmm. in a vacuum like like sure like if you showed me these paragraphs I'd be like yeah these are good but like in the greater context of the book it's really weird because if anything shouldn't this be kind of like a struggle sesh with with Hermione and Harry going like what's Ron's fucking deal at the moment <laughs>
1: Yeah, I would have liked to see Hermione and Ron's kind of roles here swapped um, because Mm. Ron is at odds with Hermione. And I would would have liked to see Hermione being jealous of Harry because she excels at like all of her stuff and is also coming from like a muggle background and has been seen to like kind of want the spotlight or want recognition for her work.
0: And she feels like she puts the work in and Harry just sort of Harry has stuff dropping. Harry just drop kind in of stumbles
1: into stuff.
0: Yeah. 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 That 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 that's a good point. Um yeah. It, it, yeah, like I said, like I a a scene I enjoy, but one that like as soon as I think about the things surrounding it, I'm like, but shouldn't it be like this way around? Or oh, or the other way I could see this was like this is maybe an opportunity to like give Fred and George some more characterization or something like Mm -hmm. have Harry try and talk to them about it. And they'd be like, like, yeah, yeah. Ron's jealous. He does this all the time. Like we live with him, you know, like,
1: yeah. And I would have liked that parallel to chamber of secrets as well, because Fred and George were there defending Harry and like Mm -hmm. kind of protecting him when everyone thought that, that he was, uh, killing people at the school um, right? yeah and, and and even like this chapter even draws that parallel in what i think is the goofiest Harry angst moment where he thinks that this is somehow worse than when everyone thought he was trying to murder them <laughs>
0: like, really? this is even worse than being called racist <laughs>
1: The, the callbacks oh, to Chamber God. of Secrets are really funny here because they remind yeah. me of Chamber of Secrets.
0: Yeah, thinking about Chamber of Secrets is never a good sign, honestly. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 yeah, I like this scene, but but it, it just it, it raises so many questions about like what these characters are supposed to be and like where they are in their life at the moment and like mm-hmm. how malleable that seems to be for the sake of the story at this point. It's kind of odd.
1: Yeah um I-, I liked the scene that harry had with hagrid
0: yeah yeah that's that that's not bad i i like I, honestly that's one of those scenes that i like more because of the set dressing the idea of everyone like walking around in this field with the scroots and like like there's the the there's the image of like the students being dragged along because they're exploding uh the, <laughs> yeah the thing- that's like,
1: another great moment of like physical comedy that always pops up and is really good in these books and i was actually when i first read that it was so funny to me and i'm disappointed that the scroots just aren't in the movie
0: yeah i kind of just want to see these ugly big bugs dragging kids around in the movie like it's pretty funny like i i laughed at this at this scene for sure
1: hmm just skipping ahead uh it's a lot of harry being upset
0: there's a that lot people of just like it, at Yeah. Yeah. Harry is upset. Okay. I hate to make this comparison once again, because uh-huh. I, I know it's I know it's the one I like lean on a lot, but it is very true here. This is the uh this is the part in the in the RPG where you walk around and you talk to everyone <laughs> about the same subject. This is like when you're when you're in Mass Effect, like after you've finished a mission and you walk around and you've just finished the been made Hogwarts champion mission and you have to talk to everyone about it before you move yeah. on.
1: Because you yeah, want to make definitely. sure that there's no
0: side quests you're missing. <sighs> um,
1: Harry calls Cedric handsome again. I think this is the third time in this book when Harry has like muses to himself about how handsome Cedric is, like specifically.
0: <sighs> oh, I do want to talk about that actually, because this okay. is this is where you mentioned last week that like Cedric's characterization is weird. Mm-hmm. Or like the way people react to Cedric has been weird. Oh yeah. Uh and this really hammered that home i think because this this has fully transformed into jk's weird grudge against attractive people uh again uh because this this chapter starts talking about like oh he's he's just this dumb handsome guy he's the pretty boy and like i never really got that impression he was just like handsome and nice like that's that's not a inherently negative thing i don't know this this chapter sure kind of leans into this idea that like everyone likes him because he's cool and popular and pretty and like
1: like exceptionally handsome with his straight nose dark hair and gray eyes now that's that's edward from twilight if i've ever heard him oh yeah
0: oh i mean mean, it also
1: is which is because that's all whenever because for some reason we get that description about him like three times in this book and every time I just picture I picture Edward
0: <laughs> yeah the the one the line I, I I really didn't like around this was the uh, Cedric Diggory walked past surrounded by a large group of simpering girls <gasps>
1: those stupid girls
0: Oh, those stupid girls who hate the handsome guy who's nice what the fuck <laughs>
1: yeah uh so jk rowling has a tr- problem with girls um i i i felt like kind of bad saying that up until this point and now yeah. and i'm sure i'm sure i have said it but i say it with no with no regrets now because it, isn't, it yeah it's it's yikes
0: yeah it's really weird it's a really I weird i don't know
1: how old jk rowling was when she wrote this book but i am sure that she was too old to be going through this not like other girls phase
0: <laughs> i want to say like early to mid 30s or something
1: yeah that's too old for that <laughs> get over it
0: <laughs> yeah really um there's a lot of that here i can't wait for us to get to the um the yule ball shit that's gonna be a nightmare yeah uh, i
1: mean i guess it's from harry's perspective so we have a protagonist that hates girls i like i suppose that is a reading of it right that's like yeah i guess
0: so that was her defense of it in uh in in that interview i think because there's that whole um leaky cauldron essay about how uh feminist readings or feminist critiques of the series are wrong because because, JK because, it's, so. because it's
1: it's told from a 14 year old boy's perspective so yeah, of course I, uh, of course harry would be sexist
0: <laughs> like i don't disagree completely with that but i think at a certain point it becomes author voice in this book you know oh 100 um, because because uh, hermione's also that, here
1: yeah also that leaky cauldron article just like fundamentally misunderstands like the point of feminist critique
0: uh-huh
1: so I, I don't know, we'll get more into leaky cauldron stuff.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. soon.
1: Um, so I laughed at the font that's in the book I know that this is like a, a book edition thing, but the the like font is like word art, drop shadow, oh. Potter stinks for the badge. Uh-huh. And it, it did yeah. make me laugh. I tried to get a good picture of it to like post as my, um, like Twitter banner or something. Oh, that would be but so good. I kind of gave up. But I might try try to do that again.
0: <laughs> That's a really good good. Although your current Twitter banner is from that uh, CGI explanation of the rules of Quidditch, which is also really good. People, so. And
1: I I love the rules of Quidditch. So. Hmm.
0: Well, it's always there if you need it, though. You know, if yeah. You need a di- if you need the diagram, uh, Snape's class is next, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, because they get in a fight in the hallway before Snape's class. And yes. Malfoy's back to his back to his yes. horrible racism, and I have to agree with Tom Felton here. Uh, Hermione and Draco are definitely not in love in this scene.
0: <laughs> Absolutely I can say not. That,
1: I can say that definitively.
0: Absolutely not. Um, I I like that Ron and Harry leap to Hermione's defense here.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, uh, cuss, they cuss Snape out.
0: <laughs> I will say though, I think this is a bridge too far, even for Snape. It, it, like his his weird comment about how he sees no difference
1: it's fucked uh, up
0: it's a little yeah like he has a reason to tease harry because he thinks that he's like a you know a celebrity who you know just wants everything handed to him and in a way he's not wrong and so i've always just sort of like accepted that as like a character trait there is there a mm-hmm. sort of like contentious relationship <laughs>
1: yeah and he's also he's, just never been that mean to harry like ri- yeah, like really when you ever- get down to like the individual things that he says to him like there he's definitely mean teacher but this is like a, a bridge to very very mean
0: yeah he's <laughs> like, just being an person. asshole to a child here <laughs> yeah like well yeah that's that's a little uh, that 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 struck me as like not and like maybe i just have like a, a too charitable reading of snape so far in these books but like this does not really strike me as something that he would do like he wouldn't be nice to her but he wouldn't like taunt her about this i i don't feel i don't know
1: here's here's a little a little fan fiction snippet for you
0: okay All I'm right i'm
1: sorry i'm really sorry for this one uh if i had to guess um and again i did not do the math on this one but Of all the Snape Hermione fan fictions that exist in the world, if I had to put a number on it, I would say 98% of them that go beyond one chapter mention this scene at some point. Like there is a like Snape (laughs) apologizes or like explains that like, oh, well, the Death Eater kids were around, so I had to put on an act or, or like whatever. But this comes up. In literally every single one of these <laughs> of these stories
0: that's incredible, oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's weird that I love that uh a a fan fiction subgenre as already kind of fucked up on its face as shipping Snape and hermione uh, mm-hmm. they he that they feel the need to justify why actually he was nice in this scene, you know
1: actually like, actually, it was just because he was a spy
0: yeah i feel like i feel like if you're if you're already running with with that premise just just you don't need to you don't need to pretend to i don't know
1: i mean to be fair like all uh snary fan fictions do it as well it's like why were you mean to me in class he's like i just have to put on that act for the for the voldemort (laughs) kids
0: (laughs) amazing amazing okay well, I'm sorry for that cursed like...
1: that cursed tidbit.
0: Very dark, but uh but thank you. <laughs> Necessary. You know, yeah, sometimes yeah. You, you know, we are scholars and sometimes we need to to uh uh comb through some real dark stuff. To yeah, get to ha- the truth. have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta God. gotta do
1: it. Gotta do it. I've just um, gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty fucked up of Snape. Uh, I think I do agree with you. I think this is like do you feel like it seems out of place or do you think that this is a, do you have like a new perspective on Snape's character?
0: Um, I think it's just that like, as I've been reading this series again, the until we get until we find out what's really going on. And maybe I'm just in like a state of blissful ignorance, right? Because we know why the real se- the real reason Snape is mean to Harry or whatever and, and everything that's coming down the pipe. But yeah. until then I've sort of convinced myself maybe that the source of Snape's meanness in this book its series is like one part Harry's perspective as a student uh-huh. who like definitely got off on the wrong foot with him in the first place sure. and two Snape isn't wrong about Harry uh snape snape does not like harry because he thinks that the rules don't apply to him and that uh he's better than everyone else and that he you know deserves to have everything handed to him because he's the chosen one or whatever sure and like harry i mean like harry isn't that um explicit about any of that but like from an outside like if you if you are someone from on the outside like looking at harry's life uh you know he's not a great student uh he does break a ton of rules all the time for you know reasons that only he really knows and can't tell anyone else dumbledore lets him off the hook for wild shit all the time uh he got given a nimbus 2000 by a teacher he got a firebolt and is (laughs) like using it in school sport like (laughs) <laughs> i would hate harry if i was a teacher like. yeah
1: yeah i mean like there, there's definitely like a side of that where i do agree at the same time like i do think it characterizes snape as reacting immaturely right because there oh, is yeah, a level of totally. it where it's like you're an adult harry yes. is 11 uh uh-huh. don't be such a dickhead and like do you really think this is like helpful like i think but i think that's like the thing is that he's like a petty jerk right and i I, I love him he's like a messy petty jerk and i love him for it this is just like open cruelty
0: exactly yeah i think that's the difference is that that i i you know snape is a like like my favorite snape scene is still the the thing that implies that he ran all the way from class (laughs) to get to the staff lounge just so he could like throw shade at lupin um yeah like like i love that (laughs) um uh and like that's the 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 kind of realm that i appreciate snape in as a character is that he's like uh he's not always wrong but he is always a huge asshole about it and i i but like that's the key thing is that whenever he's being a hilarious petty jerk there's like a nugget of truth in it Uh and here he's just being cruel about a teenage girl's appearance right like
1: right there's no an an appearance that is actually horrific like i mean uh, not her regular appearance but the the curse is horrific it's described as the teeth are going past her collarbone i yeah i I am personally very bothered by like tooth stuff like all Uh like mouth related like injuries and things so maybe i'm like hyper focused on that. No, being, it's pretty, like, it's pretty abs- scary. Like, awful. Like terrible. And and Hermione is described as like panicking in the scene as you would if your teeth were, were growing beyond your collarbone. Um and I I think that the like part that bothers me about this is like the implication has to be that Snape is is like hates Muggleborns, right?
0: Yeah, that's yes. Yes. Like like it's he's just being shitty to her. I mean, I think the the maybe escape valve excuse here is that like he thinks she's a know-it-all which i guess is also not strictly wrong but if that were the case then like i feel like there are ways you can kind of poke at someone for being a know-it-all that don't involve making fun of their teeth exploding you know (laughs) like it just seems like not the time i guess
1: yeah I just think that like the kind of walking back Snape's character later as like you know he may have joined the wizard Nazis but he stopped because he was still in love with someone is like such a bummer when he like bullies Muggleborns at his like teaching job.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's this. Is this our first signpost on the on the road to <sighs> yeah to to Dark Snape?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah the, like warning, the the horrible snape discussion i'm, st- I'm warning, still i'm still i'm still keeping a lid here i'm still keeping a lid on it though still yeah. oh, i'm yeah. just just pointing pointing this out but i'm i'm reserving my my snape talks
0: the full energy of the snape rant
1: yeah because i i can't handle it we watched crimes of grindelwald last night um i'm i'm all i'm all out I, yeah, I we got we, we've
0: it. got plenty we've got plenty of <laughs> ranting to do about the movie later. um We can't get into Snape too yeah. much right now.
1: Yeah, so we're on to uh, the Rita Skeeter uh, mm. part um, in in this. um uh, I love to give a content warning for like gender issues and like transphobia in my Harry Potter podcast, uh, but yeah. I will be doing that now um rita skeeter is not what i remembered as the description i think that you pointed out to me that it's probably because i just picture rita skeeter from the movie
0: yeah and i i, I did the same thing i completely just i guess forgot how bad this introduction was um i have a very strong image of my head uh, in my head of rita skeeter and i guess it is pretty much just based on the m- movie performance um because this is not at all what i remembered and it is yeah it is gross
1: uh-huh um i guess before i jump into it because i'm just going to go kind of down the down the line of this chapter and i do want to point out really quick that there is a tiny little jab at fleur for enjoying attention um yep. i know i've ta- i've know i've talked about about this like JK Rowling has a problem with girls uh and that's just like oh fleur is so pretty and she's finally looking happier because she's going to get her photo taken.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh so I'm just going to go down the line of all the stuff that I underlined in the description of Rita Skeeter and all of these things are like in discrete spots, right? Like it's not just like one part where we get a description of her.
0: No, this is constant it's constant throughout
1: this harry first sees her and she's described as wearing magenta robes um we get a description of her saying her hair was set in an elaborate and curiously rigid curls that contrasted oddly with her heavy jawed face uh jumping ahead uh to like maybe the next next two like two pages later when dumbledore like Goes, uh, like rescues Harry from the broom closet. Um, it says that she stood up and holding out one of her large mannish hands to Dumbledore. So,
0: yep. And that's not all. I mean, those are like the two bookends, I think, like the, of maybe the worst ones, but it's like constantly talking about, uh, it's like drawing attention to her, like the size of her fingers, her pencil oh, yeah. eyebrows, like, uh, i i it's never said explicitly here but i feel like there's really only one way to read this character right
1: yes like
0: like the 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 reveal for rita skeeter at one point i am i am now firmly convinced was going to be that like either she's a man in disguise or was trans right like
1: yeah i'm sure that we we were gonna get like the dumbfounded ron saying like you know because because hermione would like uncover the deception because she does in this in this book that she was actually a beetle but i'm sure that before we would have gotten the ron line where it was like she's a he or or whatever yeah
0: exactly because it's it, it it all adds up too well there's there's a parallel with the moody storyline, right?
1: Mhm.
0: Uh like someone is, you know, someone is is not who they appear to be. Uh I I just it is so uncomfortable.
1: <sighs> yeah. I mean she, like at first so I read the passage like pretty quick, right? Like cuz it's it's a kids book. So I'm like I'm like reading pretty fast. I went back and read it again cuz I was like, am I insane? Um and the thing that stuck out to me I think the most like I think the most damning other than the description of mannish was going out of its way to point out how much her feminine traits contrasted with her like heavy
0: jawline or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I I, like I don't think I don't think this is an insane reading of this.
0: No, I I think I think that we all sort of collectively forgot how fucked up this was because the movie version is so much better.
1: I I feel like we've kind of entered a like a Harry Potter criticism time online, which is great for us. Um, oh yeah. Uh, and I'm was a little shocked that I've never seen this come up. To be fair, it's one scene. So in a book that I think most people probably remember the movie better and probably haven't read in a few years. But I was so shocked, and I did search for it. Like I I searched like uh, just like a few like keywords and stuff. And I haven't seen anything. The only thing that popped up was a Tumblr confessions blog. And this is not because uh, this is a this is like a an angle of like looking for representation where someone like made the the like Harry Potter confession, like go back and read it again. Rita Skeeter is trans. Um, and that's all I could find. <sighs>
0: I, 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 there's too many, like, there's too many things that point to it for me, so that, like, obviously there's the descriptions, there's the fact that she appears in the weighing of the wands ceremony, which is definitely also full of dick jokes, like, yeah,
1: it's just, like, one big, long, like, penis joke, puberty joke, which I actually um, liked, uh, yeah, no, vacuum. but it,
0: but, but it is, it is, like, the tuber scene, right, like, yes, like, like it, like, that is, this, this is, like, I'm wondering if we're getting getting like a puberty stations of the cross thing in this book, you know? Which is, I it, 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 like you say in a, in a vacuum, I like this idea, but like mm-hmm. her appearing in this, um, really feels pointed, um, or like a clue that would be an epic reveal when when Hermione figured it out. But like I said, I, I don't I don't know if this is like a popular theory or 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 anything. I have no like hard evidence for this, but like it, I I really would put hard cash money down that like in an early draft of this book uh rita skeeter was going to be like found out yeah quote, unquote, and, and by this Hermione. is
1: and, and I, I you know we were talking about this because like i read this passage and i immediately went to and i'm like am i crazy like is this as obvious to you um and it all like crystallized in my mind like this like i mean obviously deception is a huge theme in this book but the parallel to moody but then also the Vila's being there as like deceptive Mm -hmm. like seductress kind of creatures um and what a fucking bizarre theme to be in this book
0: really weird yeah yeah no but that's that is another good like like uh, the the hard lines that jk believes exist between men and women uh it, like are like a constant theme in this book hmm. and so I, that's just like another another one like like i said i'm, I'm maybe i'm going full pepe silvia here you know uh <laughs> but like i don't this, think so I, I, it just feels like it just feels like there's way too many like things surrounding this character introduction they're like uh you know it's there's too many too many things here
1: yeah and and i guess like I suppose the rebuttal to this reading would be like they're just saying that she's ugly like that's (laughs) which is also also extremely fucked up and I'm not here for that because (laughs) like I, I just it's just a lot and I guess the reveal is that she was a beetle or can turn into a beetle and I just don't I just don't believe that that's what it was going to be moreover the cut plot line was also about a girl deceiving the people around her mafalda and like leaking information
0: yeah that's right
1: so this kind of overshadows this entire scene that i otherwise feel like is an like a very uncomfortable window into jk rowling using harry as her voice um and her like being mad about reporters and tabloids to be fair (laughs) i think it's fine to be mad about tabloids obviously like i actually think there were some funny things in there but
0: the the metaphor is so confused though like the daily (laughs) prophet is is now like a stand-in for tabloids where it was just like the normal newspaper before like that's very confusing um and also uh, the the only thing i can think of is you know all this stuff about like rita like embellishing the truth and stuff just reminds me of that uh that post on jk's old website where she was talking about how uh you know a a reporter said that my house had eight rooms but really it has (laughs) five or whatever like yeah like, like oh i'm sorry i got the number of rooms in your mansion wrong you know yeah like that Like, I cannot escape, like, current JK in this, like, weird anti-journalism screed, I guess. It's very strange.
1: Yeah, because, like, a lot of the, the things that it, like, brought attention to or, like, is upset about was just, like, descriptions of Harry that she was, like, right. It's, like, mad that she was taking notes. Like, obviously, like, he wasn't crying and it said that he was, but everything else was just, like... It's describing him in like kind of a goofy way, I suppose.
0: I think the one that's most damning is when her and Dumbledore are talking because he, there's this part where where you know there where he quotes what she wrote about him about like having obsolete ideas or whatever it was, right uh-huh uh, and his react- his his response is, I'm sure we'll have time to talk about the reason for the rudeness later like she's a fucking reporter like like does do, do reporters owe it to their subjects not to be rude to them in writing like like what is this idea jk has about what reporters should do like
1: uh, yeah it it just seems like it's all over the place and i guess that's what i mean when it's uncomfortable because it feels like it's just like a, a very weird window into her perception uh-huh. of being reported upon which like obviously like yeah like write your experiences and it's like an experience that she has but it's just kind of it feels really really unfocused and unclear what the actual problem is
0: yeah definitely I think I do like the rest of this scene though for for as bad as as Rita's introduction is and this weird journalism thing is the actual weighing of the wands thing I think is is pretty funny
1: yeah Uh, I liked that Ollivander was there I'd forgotten that
0: Oh, actually, okay, you know what? I got to take one I I got to I got to take that back a little bit because there's one more um uh hates girls thing in here. The the uh he doesn't he doesn't like making wands with vela hair because they're temperamental. Do you get it? I missed
1: that. I completely I like I am I was so just like
0: I, Glad like, to be done with the Rita exa- scene. You're like, oh, exhausted
1: thank <laughs> by all of this. That that just completely, I it completely missed me. So thank you for that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he doesn't, you know, get it because because yeah, because they're, they're ladies, te- they're
1: ladies. temperamental ladies. They might be on their period. Yeah, my wand <laughs> doesn't
0: work one time out of the month. Whoa. Like if it's I, just.
1: <laughs> if I remember correctly, I think that Fleur gets knocked out. Like it's the lowest score in the tournament. I could be wrong though.
0: I think you're right. I'm not hundred percent sure though. But I I I uh I do like that Cedric polished his wand. That was <laughs>
1: every that... night and Harry was did... he... <laughs> very funny.
0: That's yeah, that was the part where I was like, Oh, okay, okay, I just see what's going into this, on huh? here. Yeah. Yeah. Polishes his wand. Um I don't know this like i i i i'm saying this part is good but it's mostly because like there are a couple of funny jokes in it uh after a horribly transphobic character introduction and uh and a weird sidebar about tabloids um uh, but it is it, it, like like there's not much to dig into here but it is it is cute i guess
1: yeah i i, I don't know how i feel about harry's characterization i like that he at least has one
0: here <laughs> yeah yeah it's weird too like i'm i mean like i'm not against all the Vila stuff to be clear the, i do like the offhand comment about the photographer like constantly trying to get her in the center of the shot like that part's <laughs> funny um that that one that that one does work for me uh the but like you said like there's the weird stuff with harry noticing that oh fleur seems much happier because she's getting attention and stuff like that just like
1: I wish she would turn into a cool bird monster.
0: Yeah, right? That'd be so fucking cool. I hope we get to... Mm, okay, I was about to say I hope we get to see Vila in the Fantastic Beasts oh, movies. Oh, you but know I actually, we
1: will. You know we're going to um, see those Vila. Oh, God. I'm surprised we didn't in this one. Uh, can I read you a Reddit post?
0: Oh, that's the <laughs> best thing you've ever said to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew it would be. Um, This Reddit post uh, is just the first one I could find. It was uh, not like the first reddit post but on this subject um and it was posted two months ago it looks like it was on discussion week and the title is jk rowling is rita skeeter (laughs) jk rowling is rita skeeter Rita was excommunicated from the wizarding world and had to live out the rest of her life as a muggle with a new name. She didn't know how to be a muggle, so she was quite poor until she realized what she had to do to get something close to her old life back. She became a famous writer. She wrote the Harry Potter series as fantasy fiction, although it was a true account of events. This helped her feel like she was still connected to the wizarding world. The hard part was that she had a curse put on her to where she was incapable of telling lies. Thus, she had to give a trustworthy and accurate description of herself and her actions actions in the end it was all worth it because the muggle world does not know that she is indeed rita skeeter and she has no communication with any (laughs) non-muggle
0: this is so funny to me especially in the wake of reading the actual rita skeeter introduction um (laughs) because they had they they clearly reread it and realized how fucked up it made made everything sound and so they said uh she had to she had to tell the truth about herself and her actions which here's he as it it, not that it needs it because it's on its face it's completely insane but this 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 theory that jk is uh is rita skeeter can be completely debunked but pointing out uh that she would never write something so transphobic about herself she would she would describe herself like hermione or something right like oh
1: yeah yeah like plain like plain
0: but but, not like other girls not yeah exactly Um, uh, but, but yes, this is a theory that pops up more than once online, which is super funny to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was just, so I just went on the Reddit and searched Rita, um, and that was what's near the top. And I'm pretty sure it just gets reposted over and over and over again forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there, this has a theory. I was on a research kick last night after seeing the movie, and I realized how just how important some of our archival work is here. Uh huh. Uh, because did you know that like the two biggest Harry Potter forums just like got deleted?
1: Wait, what?
0: Yeah, like, like, Valiki Cauldron used to have a forum and it's just gone.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Uh, and MuggleNet also had a forum which is just gone
1: i used to be on the muggle net forums really yeah
0: yeah it doesn't exist They're just anymore. gone they're just gone
1: uh, my shame has been purged
0: <laughs>
1: that's the great uh, this is the greatest news no i've heard one, all day yeah
0: no one can go and find your old snape posts
1: <laughs> exactly exactly
0: yeah that's no, wonderful very, i feel like the weight
1: I'm... has been lifted Unless they time...
0: like archived somewhere, they are all gone. They Every got time deleted. you find
1: out that a forum has been deleted that you were active on, like when you were fourteen, it's just like <laughs> oh, I'm, <yeah>. I'm free. <laughs> it's like one one skeleton in my closet is gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, yeah, um yeah, they're gone. And and I was I was really bummed because I wanted to see like outside of the subreddit, you know what what the the opening night Grindelwald takes were, and they were surprisingly hard to find. Hmm. Um, so I, I need to figure out what the biggest non Reddit, like Harry Potter community is now, or is it just the subreddit? Like is the subreddit?
1: It can't be. The left? subreddit is so just Reddit. Like, the, like one yeah. I think it's probably Tumblr, honestly.
0: Yeah, that's, that's it's like a different,
1: a... it's like a different, side of everything but yeah it's definitely probably a big portion of it
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i don't know yeah i don't I'm, know i i i'm super distracted because i have just come across a a thread on reddit during my rita skeeter search and the subject and it's another discussion week one and the subject is rita skeeter is like darth vader <laughs>
0: how oh we need to know we need to know it's
1: like kind of long ish and i'm trying to like skim it to understand and i don't so i guess i have to read it go for it okay so not literally nonetheless while rereading the books i noticed a similarity between harry potter and star wars this mostly stems from the most iconic scene in star wars which is arguably the most iconic scene in cinema when darth vader reveals that he is luke skywalker's father and empire strikes back however in return of the jedi we see yoda reiterate this fact to luke the reason for this was that many people had doubts about vader's truthfulness and were considering the possibility that vader might have just been lying to luke in an effort to get him to to turn to the dark side. These doubts are laid to rest, however, when Yoda, someone who has already been established as trustworthy, confirms the fact. The storytelling technique being used goes roughly as follows. When a pivotal plot point is delivered by a source known to be untrustworthy, it is often necessary for a trustworthy source to corroborate the information to convince the audience of its veracity. Which brings us to Harry Potter. In Deathly Hallows, we have what is essentially the secret life of Albus Dumbledore first hinted at and then revealed to us by Rita Skeeter. However, Skeeter's relationship with the truth is known to be fleeting. There are kernels of truth in what she writes, but they are usually buried beneath large amounts of speculation and jumping to conclusions. It is in this matter that we are first introduced to the dumbledore Grindelwald relationship as well as to Ariana Dumbledore. When the reader first comes across this information, they take it with a more than healthy dose of salt Then, towards the end, the reader is introduced to Aberforth Dumbledore, who more or less confirms Rita's story and reveals the truth about what happened. The reader does not have any reason to mistrust Aberforth, but he has not been established as a trustworthy source in the story yet. The known trustworthy source comes at the end of the book in the form of Lily Potter's letter to Sirius. Lily makes an offhand comment about Dumbledore knowing Grindelwald, but to the reader, it is the final nail in the coffin which confirms the story i found it to be a wonderful piece of storytelling
0: okay they wrote their own clickbait thread title to flex on the fact that they know that in storytelling you usually need a trustworthy character to corroborate wild sounding information weird flex but okay like (laughs) no
1: comments that did not start a discussion (laughs) if you're wondering
0: oh god that's incredible that's so good
1: i can't believe i just got clickbaited on reddit
0: that's incredible well and it's all recorded so you know that skeleton that got deleted when when you found out the forums were gone well it's just been replaced with this one we have recorded evidence of you being clickbaited
1: yeah i mean you're always forming new skeletons
0: (laughs) it's true it's true yeah life is a never-ending series of finding skeletons to put in your closet i guess yeah
1: that's that's that seems normal
0: yeah well that's the I, i don't know this rita skeeter stuff is such a bummer and like to be clear i'm not saying it's bad that a character could have been trans but it sure is like deployed here in a way that feels like it was going to be like a a sneaky reveal like ah, she's also, so deceitful. Like, also, don't like... don't
1: describe a trans woman as mannish.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I,
1: this is not this is not like a good faith.
0: Absolutely thing not. In,
1: in any in any way, um, I do want to take uh, like your opinion because I believe deep down in the depths of my soul that sometime in the last two years or so someone like an assistant or like a pr person had to actively stop jk Rowling from announcing on twitter that rita is trans
0: oh i i i would i would bet money that like at least once a day um that's probably on her itinerary right like like just at the top uh like like just don't just don't remember don't say that um because she, it, it feels so obvious to me and i bet she's chomping at the bit to do it because like the narrative recently and quite rightfully has been questioning whether or not uh j k rowling is transphobic yeah because she sure seems to retweet and like a lot of transphobic commentary online um and I, I i i swear to god she's like got that like in her ammo pack to to see like see i'm not because this character was um and and someone yeah someone is holding holding the phone away from her every day telling her not to do that i I, I think that's quite possible
1: yeah or like someone sat down and tried to explain it to her or something yeah. it just it's i i can just feel it
0: it's yeah it's really bad it's quite shocking just how in your face it is in this in the these paragraphs like it's like once per like every dialogue moment that she gets is like capped with something about how square her jaw is or how fake her eyebrows are or Or how how big her hands
1: are or or whatever
0: it's it's it ain't good uh so yeah so so jk rowling continues to be a turf this is our first i guess like hard evidence of this appearing in the books maybe but uh, uh well this book also had the the kilt thing right uh, or the guy wearing the skirt?
1: Yeah, I feel the, like that didn't didn't super bother me, just because it's
0: that that one slides into like the normal like British comedy obsession with men wearing dresses thing. Yeah, um, which is but... certainly
1: transphobic. It just like there's a lot of stuff in this where it's yeah. just like she is recycling, yeah, stuff forever.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, this this. this uh, it, it's one of those things where that paired with this is not a great yeah for sure feeling right yeah um do you have anything else to say about this chapter this is
1: oh, i don't think so i think that's pretty much it for me i i feel like it was like half Harry moping and then just the the ceremony but that's i think that's pretty much it
0: that's pretty much it so so next week or actually Hmm, to to be determined next episode because we need to figure out uh when because we've got the our favorite american holiday coming up yeah um but our next reading i think will be the next two chapters right because we've got uh the hungarian horntail and the first tournament thing
1: yeah so it's like a pretty long reading but it's gonna be pretty much all first task stuff
0: hell yeah no, oh, I say hell yeah. I'm look I'm here for the dragons, you know?
1: Uh yeah, Norbert chapter redemption arc.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, that's such a good way to look at it.
1: <laughs> we'll see, I suppose.
0: Yeah, that's such a good way to go into it. Yeah. I, I will say like 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 let's let's see these dragons redeem their their fallen brother. Yeah. <sighs> well, here's the thing. We're going to go to break, but we are not coming back with a third segment this week. But it's not because we're done, it's because we have a full review discussion uh whatever you wanna call it, of the crimes of Grindelwald, a film that we saw last night, and I know that I am uh raring to go talking about um what about you? How are you feeling?
1: I'm like I am part of me wants to talk about it, and part of me just wishes I could forget it forever.
0: <laughs> we, we have to exercise <laughs> this demon.
1: Uh, yeah, um, we
0: do. So, I guess we're going to break for lunch and then, uh, and then we will rejoin for another episode.
1: Sounds good to me. Uh,
0: so, until then, please read another book.
1: Please read another book.
0: There's a lady there, makes ocean roll seem tame. Better know what you're after if you catch a ride. Cause
1: this heart and mama. He's just a cat in disguise